This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Thank God. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from... We are at Chilbo Studios in beautiful downtown Van Nuys. That's right. Yes. A real tourist trap. So what do we got, Ed? What do we got? We got a heck of a show. Today's show is called, let me take these sunglasses off. There was once a fan that said that they can't take us seriously, but we don't want them to take us seriously when wearing sunglasses in the studio. But I will put on these. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Get to the point. You're making it so hard. The show is called To Be or Not To Be with Jason Stewart. The choice is ours. We can express ourselves or worry about what others will think. The opposite of depression is expression. In the Bible, it's admonished that we don't hide our light under a bushel. Suppressing ourselves for fear of what others might think has an adverse effect on our mind, body, and affairs. However, when we let ourselves out of the closet, we align ourselves with the positive stream of life and become a magnet. Hold on, hold just a fortune. second. Hold on, just a second. So you you just had an affair, and now you're out of the closet. Just want to get these points straight. Okay. That's why you're here, sir. Okay. All right. On this episode, Daryl and Ed. And Jason Stewart will encourage each other and listeners to step out, step up onto the stage of life. And during the second segment, which is actually right now, actor slash comedian Jason Stewart reminds us that the audience loves us with today's reading, which is direction. Ah, How are you, Jason Stewart? I'm very direct. I noticed. Oh, my God. And I I love your T-shirt. We were talking before in the green while when they were supposed to be giving me a a sandwich from Starbucks, but I got one from McDonald's. (laughs) And it was quite a shock. And emotionally, I'm just trying to feel what just happened to me. And I was so hungry and I had to take my vitamins, so I didn't know what to do. Openly, he was worried that he would upset me with openly gay. No, actually. Oh, it's gray. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Our our engineer was a little concerned. Well, because he's young and he's a little snowflake and, you know. You know, you know how those kids are. Everything bothers them. Yeah. Yes. If you're they, number 43 in the contest. Oh, great. You know. Well, yes. yeah. Don't say yes. openly gay around Jason because you know he's gay. I'm, I'm only gay yeah, on the weekends. I can't okay. be gay every day. Well, then we're in luck, folks, because we're recording this on Saturday. Yeah. So I got to tell you a little miracle story about this openly gray uh, T-shirt. 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 So Jason reached out to us right after we had another comedian. My friend Jackie Monahan. Jackie Monahan. Yes. And I said, God, this is a cool show. Can I be on it? And we wow. were anyone who thinks anyone who gives us any sort of love and appreciation. Yeah. We get two things. Immediately wins us over. And so we get scared that we said yes. We get scared that we Did said you get yes. scared that you said yes to me? Yeah, because yeah, we didn't know if you knew what the show was really about. It's about God and Jesus? 
Well, a little bit, but it's well, basic. Jesus was a Jew, and he's really cute in all the pictures. So, well, there you well, go. The you most go. famous he, guy without a publicist. He is, yeah, <laughs> and he only had twelve followers. Yeah, and he had that great Last Supper. No women, perfect. <laughs> there you go. All well, right. then we're in good standing. But what happened was after you said yes to the show, uh, we go downtown to eat in beautiful downtown Burbank after that, the show. That's I like it there. You can't find a place to park, but I like it. Yes, yeah. and there's a, a Goodwill there. We walk in the Goodwill, and we knew you were in some of your publicity materials, said Edward. That I was openly, openly gay. gay. Openly gay. So uh, in the Goodwill, what are the chances that that day is this openly gray t-shirt? So I don't know. It's a long time to get to the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just a long time. Yeah, but yeah, and it's it's what I would have to. What I would do is I would take a red marker and I would cut out, put a put a cross on the uh, on the on the R. <laughs> just well, to mess I'll with give it. this to you after the show for being a guest. Oh, oh thank you, because you'll never wear it again. <laughs> I might wear it. I'm again. not going to wear something that's openly gray. I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky, he'll rip it off during the show and hand it to you. Oh, really? Is there something to see? Well, Daryl, why don't you tell everyone how to be a member of the Funniest Thing Club, man? Oh, yeah. You We're might. not used to having a pro comedian sitting uh, sitting in here with us, but we'll try to get through some of the stuff. Well, you can't, You might already be. I, I wonder if Jason, he seems like he is already a member of the Funniest Thing Club. Yes. Because whether or not you think you are one, you may already be one. And I'll describe what we are. We're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. And as we conscience, consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to. Wait, wait. I need a miracle. I really do. Can I, can I put in for things that I want? Yeah, of, course. of course. What kind of miracle are we looking for? Oh, well, okay. Um, first, I'd like to find a husband. I want a guy who has a car and does not live in it. That's <laughs> my, okay. smart, a little younger than me because I, I need someone to push my chair. Okay. And, <laughs> Oh, dude! So I need come someone on. that's great. I, 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 Wikipedia wrote about me recently, so um, a lot of people say, "How do you get a Wikipedia page?" I don't know. I think I got the page before they really, you know, needed people. <laughs> I think they just sort of when it first started. I've always been on it, and I never had a personal section ever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a personal section popped up, and it said in there at the end of it, it said Jason Stewart said in an interview that, he, that every relationship that he's been in has been a failure. So there's no place to go but up. <laughs> And I said that in an interview somewhere, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought to myself, because I could go into a room and I could find the guy that I'm attracted to is the one that's unavailable. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like I'm like psychic. You know, if you're not interested, I want you. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. That's a big reveal. That is a big reveal. You heard that here first. Well, probably not first, but. Yeah, so. So you think you could find me someone? Are you well, able to do 100%. This? Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, look at him without even a breath. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah no breath. 100%. You saw me. I ran out of the room, was hugging you on the on the front line. I know. You We're scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that on your show? Oh, yeah, man. Okay. This podcast. YouTube, well, you I mean, if you don't know what you want, you're not going to. Oh, I do. You're not going to get. I want to get. look exactly like Esai Morales, but not be a criminal like he is on most of the shows. Well, there you go, man. Dude, that's easy, man. That's an easy delivery. Yes. That is an easy delivery. It is. Yeah, you probably don't realize how many of those very people you're pushing away at times because of something else you're doing. Of course with. I do. I'm Jewish. I've been in therapy since day one. Okay, good, good. At least you got that part down. I was in therapy before I could walk. Right. 
Hey, should we thank the people that are contributing to Patreon? Yes, let's. What do is do Patreon? I've heard that a lot. Oh, oh we're gonna fill you. Is in. that where the girls are naked and they walk around? And oh no, that's them? like a fans only. Oh, fans only. Yeah, okay. no, Patreon is where yes. loving people contribute monthly to the show. So, uh, oh yes, my friend Jay Rodriguez, who's on Couples and was in Bros and Queer Eye, yeah, yeah. he does that now. And yeah. he has a whole show where they get to hear the latest gossip and what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, we yeah. Did, we've been using it. People have been uh, contributing monthly to the show. Grace Deathridge this month changed her. Uh, remember she asked about it? She moved up her how much she's doing. Yeah, I mean, we all, thank you. Because we do believe that when you circulate your your prosperity, your money in, in ways that in, in towards things that you enjoy and love, that it actually puts you in a place where more comes back to you. And you, the more you can get over this fear of money, the, the more... Yeah, but let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> He's yeah. so sweet. You, you just want to support people that you dig. The, yeah. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's the bottom Forget line. Forget all the other stuff. Yeah. Honestly, it's just I supporting agree. people that you I agree. You, these guys are artists. They're trying to do their work and they want to be supportive. If they have yeah. good people, give them some cash. Totally. If they, you know, if they don't, the, yeah. then move on and watch, you know, some right. of the losers. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the, the, the energy that is released from being able to go like I can support things I love instead yes. of I don't have enough to support things but I love but that's what's so great about the internet yeah yes. it's like 1949 and you know Betty White is on a show you know yeah and she gets an Emmy and the rest of us you know don't and <laughs> right yeah, yeah. but that's what it started with TV was like that yeah right all of a sudden people were just doing it you were doing a variety show for like three hours yeah you know yeah. you come back oh there she is again you know yeah yeah, yeah. Sid Caesar when he was doing his show your show of shows he NBC. It, it was so new, the medium, he didn't realize that he was even popular. And then he would start walking home in New York from the studio. And all of a sudden, like neighbors and stuff would be shouting out the windows. Oh, yeah. I Love like, Lucy was the same way. They wondered, yeah. they, they had to shut down certain, I guess, whatever night it was on, on TV. They had to move it to a night that wasn't the same night that Broadway shows were. Right. I think they moved it to Monday nights. Right. Because, uh, or something like that. I'm not remembering completely. But because the show was so popular, people wouldn't go out or they wouldn't go to restaurants. Wow. That's how popular TV yeah. was. Yeah. In those days. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. So if you want to send anything to the show, by the way, PO, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. My birthday is the 13th. Well, there you have it, buddy. Some sort of numerological Barbara Streisand connection. So, check this postcard out, Jay Stu. We have um, our friend and Kurt named Kirk, Kirk Chelson. We call him Kirky. He's in, um, I'll send it, I'll pass it over to you. He's from Germany. Dusseldorf. Oh, oh well, you know, Jews in Germany. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we used to make a joke about who my great great grandfather was because he's German. Hitler. Um, no. We were worried that he, we used to, that he was maybe the the happiest guy at the ovens. No oh, one knew. No. It. But it turns out that in 1864 he jumped on a boat and came to the United States and fought for the just immediately joined the Union Army and fought in the um, Civil War. Well, I'm glad he wasn't the other. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd have to go there. It would be the door for me. Right. Yeah. I know. That would have been terrible. Yeah, so Kirky sent us from a quote from Ernest Holmes. Because a lot of what we talk about is the way our thinking affects our life. Yes. And you're, you're here to cut through. Oh, I'm try, I try every day. Yeah. I try every day to change my thinking. Well, let's yeah. see what Ernest Holmes said on this postcard here. We do not create... We use the power of the one mind which creates for us. Our beliefs and our deep-seated convictions inevitably outpicture and reflect themselves in our experiences and our environment, both in the physical condition of the body and the larger world of our affairs. What we outwardly are and what we are to become depends on what we are thinking. Daryl, you got to read it with a little more enthusiasm. Well, he's Ed, first of all. Oh, that's what I, that's what I said. <laughs> Ed. 
<laughs> yeah, you're Daryl. Yeah, and you're Ed. Yes. Yeah, okay. You gotta read it with. Can I? Can I have the postcard? Yeah, take another oh wait, here. I'll give you a this. Let's give you this one. Well, it, okay. You, give him a new wanna, one. Oh, that's okay. a new one. Yeah. This is from. Uh, Kirk. This is, First, this check out the picture on the other side, will you? Show him the picture. Tell him what it says. It's a picture that looks like it'd be an art gallery that would make me go, oh, God, people are paying for this. <laughs> no. I, I, what was it? Saying? It looks like it. Did this get messed up? In the, I think it had my face on it. It looks it a little. It's a, I do like it. Mail. It's fun. It looks a little bit like a Keith Herring. A little bit like that. Okay. I would like maybe, I don't know, the idea that there's no face sort of scares me. Well, I think my face was on it, but it got peeled off in the mail. Oh. Yeah, take, send him this one. You know, you're right. Hey, you're take right. take a look at this. But this read what it example. says on it the says, bottom. It says, Fuzz. Is that what they call you? Is that your name? Fuzzy Fizarro. My last name is Fizarro. Oh, I thought it was some, something to do with something else. <laughs> um, we are immersed in an, in, in, oh, we are immersed in an infinite, creative medium which because of its nature must create after the pattern our thoughts give it jesus jesus christ understood that and in a simple a few simple words laid down the law of life it is done to you and yours and you must believe no as you believe that's what i said okay you just show him this now, picture. See, it's not so easy to read. But Kirk I did it better writing. than him. Uh, please write in. Who did it better? It's, oh, you send want, him the oh, picture. I want you to see this picture. Okay, see, that's normally how they come. With our oh little, my God, your heads are so small. What does it say? And your oh, you have a tiny, tiny little penis. Well, <laughs> look at it. It's just the smallest. We thing. just got out of some cold water. No, you didn't. <laughs> There's no water in this picture. Are you satisfied with the size of your head? Well. <laughs> <laughs> no not really well and this one from kirk he says meditation helps a lunatics see i you know the whole jesus thing i am a jew so i think jesus is probably really interesting but what i think what's really in, most interesting about it, i always like talking about this is that i think whatever you believe and if it makes you feel good then you should do it mm. as long as it doesn't hurt you or hurt others yes and as long as it doesn't create a falsehood for yourself that yes. you don't want to reach where you're reaching. It doesn't stop you. That's yes. Right. So I I believe, I probably, everything is with me was a grain of salt because I know that in my family, four Jews can't decide in a car where to go to eat. Right. So, you know, and if we, if there's a story in my family, like I, I this is probably sort of stereotypical, but my friend Ernie, he, he, he's Christian and he'll talk about stuff in his family. He'll say, oh yeah, that was 20 years before we knew about that. Well, in my family, that takes about five minutes. Right. Nothing is, everything is always told. Yeah. So there's no way that I believe that Jesus being a Jew and having our culture with right. all this stuff. I think what people don't realize is, is the Bible is like a movie or a TV show or a book mm -hmm. or, you know, a book or a story. Right. And it's what in today, or, or a, a stage play and it's meant to teach you something yes. and yes. to share experience yes right. so it's Agreed. not always exact right and it's That's not right. always um from your point of view it right. depends on who did it and it's interpreted yes right. it's like jesus is interpreting the bible as looking more uh, mediterranean or black and having kinkier hair and looking and then all the pictures he's this blonde goyish goddess right, right you know it's like oh barbara streisand picked him out right. you know it's robert redford or right. one of the guys from one of her movies or ryan o'neill Yes. And I think that that's what we all do is we change things to make it work for us. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it isn't. And then we and then we leave people out without really knowing it. Right. And I think it's really important to know, you know, if somebody says this is the fact and this is it, I always close down a little in my oh, head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be open to, 
just it's really about feelings and about direction and about kindness. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yes. when I meet a guy or meet a friend, yeah. is kindness. I agree. I have a new, brand new friend, Amanda Burse. I don't know if you remember her from Mary with Children. She played mm. Marcy. She's one of my. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She met, directed a bunch of and the she's shows. She's a big director. Yeah. Well, she was a big. She's been yeah. a big director for literally thirty years. Yeah, right. and then she's in Bros now, the Billy Eichner film. She plays uh, the uh, boyfriend's mom. And she and I were just connected, and we've been really, mm. you know, wonderful friends for the last year. It's like I've known her my whole life, right? And she's just really, really sort of cool. And I forgot the point of what I was saying. I just looked. you're talking about kindness. Oh, kindness, kindness, kindness. And we both said that that's what we look for in a friend. Mm. And there's a simpatico, you know, when people in show business, yeah. you can't really talk to everybody like you talk to people who've been right. through really big success, and right. then and then the drop right. of not having it, and then it coming back and forth mm. and stuff. Yeah. Wow, wow, you yeah. really mm. summed up so so. Much. I feel like you. Mm, yeah, did you fall asleep? Tell the truth. Did well, you zone no, out? No. no, he gets. He starts to jump like a puppy. The ha happier I get, I start to say, mm, mm. I just. Relax. So you're like one of those dogs with the heads that go like yeah. this in the back. Well, of the you know, car. I do. Te I told you I teach special ed during the week. Oh so yeah, I do like five shows a day, six shows a day. Monday through Friday. Entertaining these kids to get them to learn yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of this time is like reflective time for me, like hearing what you're saying. I'm like thinking about how I apply it, at, yeah. uh, you know, like how I apply it in my day. And this is like kind of like a time for me to reflect on uh, everything I've been experiencing. So that's why I think I kind of like get into this very- I'm teasing you. Relaxed zone, yeah. No, not today, Satan. <laughs> you know, I really liked what you said. And I was thinking, cause you know, we knew we were doing the show and we knew what the topic was this week. And we What's the topic? The topic is to be or not to be. Oh, I not thought it, oh, I thought it was to ha about affairs and being in the closet. Well, no. that was your interpretation. <laughs> yeah, we all apply it, like I said, to our own life. To be or not, it's funny because when I started lecturing in the colleges, I used to do a show called To Be or Not To Be, whether it would to be, uh, because, because in the 90s, when I first uh, came out, uh, you know, having a gay person in a college was a really big deal. Yeah. I came out in 1993 on the Geraldo show, which is 30 years. Whoa. So this is honestly my first show that I'm talking about my anniversary. Oh, wow. It's 30 years since I came out as an openly wow. gay actor and comedian. And the reason they say openly gay, and I'll give you the history on that, yeah. is because there's a lot of gay people, LGBTQ people, I say gay because I'm old, and LGBTQ people, in our industry and, and everywhere who, are, who have not been out, who have been wow. closeted or uh, yeah. who have uh, just been uncomfortable or afraid for, the, for violence or, or um, you know, losing their job. Yeah. And, there's still, and there's still states now right. where you can lose your job for being gay, you can you know, lose yeah. uh, your, your family and, and all sorts of things like that. So, so I did an, a, a lecture called you know, uh, To Be or Not To Be and then it's, it changed wow. to coming out in Hollywood, making it to the middle. Well, you know, I, 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 this is what I don't think many people, well, I think most of the people that tune into this show can relate to the fact, to, to identify with you, not in such an extreme way, but if we're all honest, we all suppress ourselves in some way because we're overly concerned about what we think other people might think. And that kind of is a killer. And that's why it was... Um, when I saw you doing your comedy, stand up, yeah. your stand up comedy, and you were 
a best way to describe it, don't take any offense, is like the gay Don Rickles. Why would that be offense? My God, Don Rickles, if you don't know, go on Google him, was one yes. of the funniest comedians yeah. ever. Yeah. But I didn't want you to think I'm- No, being, not okay, at all. That, that's right. a, th- What yeah. a compliment. Okay, yeah. so because- My it, wife and I, when I was doing my like research, yes. my wife- I have a wife too. You my know. wife in the other side of the house <laughs> was like, who is that? She was dying laughing, just hearing it yeah. from afar, so- yeah, was, yeah, we well, were very excited. Good, to good Christian who believes in Jesus. <laughs> See, they all love me. Well, here's That's the right. thing. This is why because you, um, you're not suppressing anything about yourself. You're being vulnerable, and you're also being loving, which Don Rickles was master at skewering people because it was loving. And the ir- irony of his giving it to people, and the same with you with the audience. Yeah. Because we have that experience in the audience bringing out what shouldn't be talked about, but is being talked about, but it's being out, now it's out in such a loving way. We all feel like we're in love with one another in the audience and you. But it's really, I I don't really talk about anything that's really anything, Mm -hmm. you know, except sort of silly stuff about the ideas of how we should present ourselves. Exactly. Well, that's what, yes. But those things aren't silly because a lot of us hold back. I guess Because we think those silly things are real. Mm -hmm. You know, psychiatrists even coined this term, they call that FOPO, fear of other people's opinion. Oh, that's a new thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not a new thing. Oh, it isn't? No, we've all had silly ideas. I thought ideas. social media started all that. Well, there's that just I think that just made it Magnified more obvious it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to all of us if we're any bit of any a, a, even a shred aware of how you feel when you're about to post something and what right. you're presenting. But I think all my life I was, you know, I mean, depending on who told us what, my father wasn't the best guy to have around for your self-esteem. I mean, he thought he was building me up. But it really didn't work, you know? Oh, please. My grandparents were uh, Polish immigrants who'd come back from the Holocaust, not the camps, but the ghettos hiding in, uh, you know, basements and attics and farms and everything. My grandmother learned to speak English from television, and she'd look at you, she'd say, you know, uh, look at Ed and say, Ed, why are you wearing that stupid hat? It looks stupid on you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, why can't you wear a shirt with the collar? Who are you? Who are you to me? Who are you? Right. You know, I used to, and it wasn't, she learned to speak uh, uh, English from TV, so, uh, or she'd walk into my my mom's house and she'd go with her hand she'd go on the table and something she'd go oh so Gloria you don't clean oh, yeah yes. well so that fantastic. stuff that stuff um, it kills you it kills us you know I read this this morning in one of the readings it says you know we think our words you know we say some things to people and I was also reflecting on things that were said to me right and it says you know we think our words don't really have that much of effect on others but it says you know when we say words that are not that nice yeah it's like an axe hitting a piece of wood and although it may be for forgiven it still leaves a little notch Mm-mm. you know yeah. and now it's all about unlearning reminding myself hey you know the stuff my father said you know doesn't have to continue to um i don't have to continue to live by the beliefs that my father created within me by what he said you know well, Six, we have this thing about the gay people have this thing about family, and a lot of gay people and LGBTQ people out there have been disowned from their families. So I had to create their own families. Right, it's sort of what I did. I sort of grew up right. as an adult by myself mm. until probably around six or seven years ago, when I started. Um, 
helping take out, take care of my mom, who's, mm. uh, you know, she's uh, 85 and still shops at Forever 71. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she uh, she's great. And she uh, we live in this fourplex. I live up here, yeah. and then she lives right over here. You know, I, it's like an L for loser because that's what I am. Because I, I have no one. Yeah, I live next door to her. Oh, wow. Hashtag I don't live with my mother. I live next door. That yeah. is a big difference. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah it's very big. <laughs> yeah. Because she can't get up the stairs, you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and kids throw balls on my lawn. I keep them now. Uh, <laughs> you know, and if they're over 21, they get to stay. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I, I, I didn't have a lot of family growing up. So I created my own family. With, yeah. among my own friends and that's what I think a lot of people have to do you know sometimes you can love somebody like and, or you can grow up with them like my brother has been angry at me since um, let me think oh, since I was born uh, and, yeah. you know and I just got tired of it I just got tired of it so I didn't I, it's not like I was uh, awful to him or just yelled right. at him and I, I just didn't know what to say anymore yeah his ability to forgive is really not at all. His, his, his ability to, to take responsibility for his side of the street just didn't work. Yeah. But I mean, when I talk to him, you know, I'm very kind, and I, I like, right. and, I, and when I see him, it's nice. Right. But I just don't have. I, I don't live for it anymore. I don't go. Can I yes. come, knock, knock on the door? Oh. Can I come in? Can I come in? Yeah, That's so my whole smart. career, my whole life. Can I come in? Yeah. Yes. Can I come in? Oh my God! You know what we call that? And then I joked about the unavailable boyfriends. Yeah. That's what I do. Is yes. I pick people who aren't available yes. because my family was unavailable. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, we call that. that. I knew that was going to come out during the show. We. Uh, I we call Ed and I refer to that as going to like with hat in hand or leading with the chin. leading with the chin. I think uh, oh I should call this person. I haven't talked to them in a while. You know, and it's someone. But you know what I do when that comes up? What do you do? Is I just I, I sit there and go, why do I want to do that? Oh, and then I think, what yeah. I have to, no, and then, then I yeah go, yeah. Yes. And until I know what to say, yeah, I don't do anything. That's no, that's so smart. smart. Yeah, because that's me falling into that old pattern of trying. And you're to get way some way sort of too approval. old to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. kidding. Yeah. Way too old. Yeah, anything. I'm older than you. Yeah. Well, what age? Depending. On, how old am I? Am I allowed to let the audience? Sure, go ahead. You are 52. Oh, okay. That's good age. I'll be that. Aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I, no, I, yeah, I, You got it. Like, whatever. 53? No, 53. Okay, cool. That's it. Whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> well, now they know how old I am. Well, you're you're almost dead. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> That's It's a good lead into my series because I do a series on Amazon and Reverie and it's on Apple TV and it's even on YouTube. It's called uh, Smothered. And it's about these two guys who have been in a relationship for 30 years, 40 years, 19, 12, six. And they've been in a relationship for 30 years and they hate each other but can't afford to get divorced. Mm. So it's about codependent. Oh my God. That's it's about wow. codependent relationships. Yeah. And if you guys want to watch it, you go to smothertv.com. And I won the best actor in an indie series last year. And I was just. It's funny because I, I, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to win because everybody was younger than me, and I thought, oh, they're all the right. young, cool kids who watch that. And when I got up on stage, I remember I was going to say, oh God, this just took forever. <laughs> and I, and I said something like, if you can see it online, the the acceptance speech, and I said. I said something like, God, this has taken such a long time. And I started to get really choked of up. Of course. Because Aww. I realized, and people at home go, oh, wards, it seems so self-serving. Right. It is. But it really is, you forget that the, that we're in a room with, with you know a couple hundred 
500 people or whatever right, right. who have all worked in the same industry as you especially in the indie world yeah and they've worked in the same industry as you and they understand what it takes to create your own series we yeah which era the brilliant which right. era and i my friend we created the series together we wrote the series together we acted yeah. it together we did the hair we did the makeup we did everything wow. we could you know we had makeup and hair people but yeah, yeah we did everything course. we could to, we did yeah. fight about the makeup and hair once um oh. i'm sorry about that mitch uh that part was my fault yeah um and we we did uh you know create this ourselves That's and we, we 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 mitch has this thing where he says we don't wait for permission to create yes yeah and it, it's That's about right. these older people and we've had managers and everybody tell us you got to have younger people you know it's got to be because they don't think you know why would anybody want to see a series about two older gay men in a relationship like why would anybody want a series about four older women in their 50s you know who are living in Miami and yeah, uh, one right. of them is an older grandmother yeah. it, it, I think it was called Golden Girls I, right. I mean, not very successful right you know that was one that's one of the most successful yeah, shows on TV but still. when they wanted to do it nobody wanted to hear about a bunch of 50 year old women in their sex lives and their yeah, dating sure. and their, their yeah. relationship with their parents and their yeah. children and these people that run things sometimes are just full of shit that's right they don't really they just are so they have such a bias yeah for aging it's like in, in los angeles or in california the one though i love california I look, oh i look fabulous we're gonna stop the timer real quick because oh, it's gonna beep it's good indies you know the engineer mm-hmm his, uh, his hot, hot pocket, pocket goes about, off in the middle of the show. And I didn't want you to be interrupted by his hot pocket. Oh. Andy, what are you having today, buddy? Uh, it's pepperoni. This pepperoni week. hot pocket. All right. Yeah, well, I would eat something with a vegetable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, it's important that we show all walks of life. Right. And that we don't stand, you know, or rather get on our knees to the fountain of youth. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. 100%. It really is. You know, and the idea of... All this, like, I've never had any work done. You and know? you look great. Yeah. Yeah, you look amazing. Yeah, I'm 78. And you are uh, not 78. <laughs> everything's been done. It's not me. I'm not even here. <laughs> I'm a hologram. CGI uh, these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but it is. It's true. They We just don't seem to care. I go to my dentist office and I walk mm-hmm. in there and there's all the pictures all over the wall of people and their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's only one person over 50. What in the t- pictures yeah we're not we don't ex- i go to the gap we're not there right you know, i go everywhere we go we, we, you notice when you hit 50 right all of a sudden even on the dating sites it's 50 to death because we're all right exactly alive. you gotta get like me you gotta live in denial <laughs> i go in these places and i think those pictures are me until <laughs> <laughs> like, i see a mirror i get well yeah <laughs> i want i don't want i want to do the opposite i want to actually uh lift up people yeah you know, uh, yeah. I, I think lifting up people. I did a film um, six or seven years ago called "The Birth of a Nation" about black abolitionist Nat Ooh. Turner. Mm-hmm. Cre- the whole film was created, written, starring, produced, directed by the brilliant uh, Nate Parker, and it was the most incredible experience. I played a white heterosexual Christian plantation owner in 1831. Uh, if you yes. want to see the movie, you can see it, the birth of a nation on Amazon mm-hmm. for a couple of dollars. It's brilliant. And it's about this guy who was the first black man to fight, uh, white slave owners, which is me. There's three slave owners. There's uh, rape, murder and torture. Mm. I was rape. Oh, and, I see. and, and, uh, it, it, incredible part. People would, constantly ask me when I was doing red carpets or interviews and they'd say things like what was how did you feel about that what's your opinion I said you know what I did in the making of this film 
is I took off my shoes. I put on the shoes of my black brothers and sisters and I just shut up and listened. Right. Because I thought that was the time yeah. to do that, to right. really become educated about white privilege, to really become educated about generational wealth, right. and to really understand where I came from mm. and where black people came from in, the, in this country and to understand things from a different point of view. And as an actor, oh my God, to be in a film that that taught me something that I did yeah. not know. And I thought I was the most liberal guy right, on the planet. Right. You know, liberal Jewish gay guy. Right. And I thought, wow, I, you know, and I thought, I'm, I'm there. No, I had so much to learn. Yeah. And sometimes my opinion is not important. Sure. Sometimes it's really about uh, lifting people up. Yeah. And listening to them. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah, because you don't you like you do teach special ed. Yeah. So you have got a lot of special needs kids, mm -hmm. and you don't know what it's really. No matter what you do, there's no way to, for you to really know what how what their life is like. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that because even a lot of the stuff that's supposed to be uh, in support of my students, it's always coming often coming from a parent of someone else who thinks they know. But my whole thing is just getting to know my actual students and finding out how can I support them to have a better experience at school and in life. That's the only thing I aim for. Well, lifting for. them up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because we it, don't lift people up. Yeah, and listening and loving them as they are, like you were describing, is I don't even have to have answers. I listen and I love, and then I use whatever you know comes through me with my experience. But like you said, to and I've been speaking out in my meetings more because I was getting ready to leave this whole thing behind like three months ago. Thanks to the show, people like you coming Leaving on. teaching? Yeah. Well, it's a lot. How long have you been doing it? 25 years. Yeah, it's a lot. Because so, you're carrying those yeah. people with you. And I'm still considering that. But what I'm also doing is while I'm there, I'm not, no holds barred. I'm just to letting everyone know at staff meetings what I really think, what's really going on. And now they're getting to see me. People are coming to me to appreciate me more and seeing the kids through a different lens through that I've been sharing. It's been amazing. Now that I'm just like not holding on to the job so much and just letting go yeah. and sharing what I have and listening, it's been amazing. It's really been reinvigorating me like as a creative because I'm a creative person and it's easy to not feel creative in that environment. But I've just been, like you said, not waiting for someone else to tell me when I can start to create. And I've just been doing yeah. it. And it's been amazing. If you open yourself up, it's like I always say to somebody, they say, oh God, this relationship is terrible. I said, I just want to, f I wish I could be with somebody. Well, if you don't let go of that relationship, you're never going to find the person yeah. you want to be with. Yes. Right. If you're because no one's going to want to date the, the guy or gal that's, that's right. in a relationship that's with so somebody. True. Some people want to wait until something else is there to go. Yeah. It never works. No, because, well, it doesn't work for one reason. Because if you're in a relationship with him, why would I, and, and, and you're interested in me why would i want a guy that's in a relationship with somebody else yeah. that's going to leave that guy yeah. for me because he's going to do that's the same so thing true. to me yeah you know what i mean i thought i don't want that guy that's willing to leave somebody for something better you know that's the, and that's that's awful well that's, that's right. madonna said it best what did she say she said satin sheets are fine but what happens when you're not there remember material girl oh I don't know. I don't. You don't know material. I, of girl, course, that I song? do, but I don't remember that. You have to listen to that on the ride back to Palm you know, Springs. What you said too, from in my case, is so good too. Because what I did not want to do is go. I got beat up by this job, and I had to leave. I've been saying. No. I've been appreciating it more. Yes. And then I've been. Le I've been talking to people like I know people who are starting their own businesses related to this, and I've just been consulting with them, but not charging them or anything. Just telling them I'll help you however you yeah. want because I enjoy doing it. And then they're they're going, oh, you could come work with us eventually, you know, yeah. like so. Just by sharing freely and enjoying life more, and not being the guy who's like, someone save me from this thing that I'm being victimized by, but instead of saying, no, I chose to do this for this long, 
I'm blessing it. I'm appreciating, yeah. and I'm looking around and and just joyously opening up to the new possibility. And to say no once in a while. Yes, yeah. big time. That's I, the big I say, one. I say, I you know, I've been an actor and a com- I've been a comedian forty years, and I've been an actor even more since I was a baby boy. Yeah, I've been in a hundred and sixty something film and TV shows right. as an actor, another hundred fifty or hundred twenty. I don't even know what it is as a comedian mm. on TV and uh, uh, interviews and all that kind of stuff, and. I started to say no after Birth of a Nation because I wanted to be involved with things that were really good and that moved me to the yes. next place artistically. Yes. And it's hard. Yes. Because, uh, yeah. you know, like this year has been, last year has been, it was the year of being appreciated, mm. but not as much work as I'd been used to. I did one mm. movie and I did one really cool. Um, podcast, which is like a radio show, right? With people like Ed O'Neill and Elliot Gould and yeah. uh, Brian Cox from Succession, and I did that, and I did a, a pilot with Carol Burnett. I didn't even know she was Holy in it, an smokes. animation pilot called The Burbles, and I did a little straight boy comedy called uh, Garlic Parmesan, <laughs> and then I did uh, the, the the last episode a year and a half ago of um, one of the last episodes of Goliath with um, J.K. Simmons, who scared the shit out of me, and started uh-huh. the, the J- David E. Kelly series, Goliath, with um, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Right. So I started to, I wanted to do that kind of stuff. Right. And I wanted to work with people that challenged me and scared me a little. Yeah. And I wanted to uh, do that, and, I'm, and, and my own series, Smothered with Mitch Hera. And I wanted to do that, and I wanted to do things of quality, and it's yeah. hard because I want to work and I want to be involved. Right. But I'm thinking, God, I have to leave myself open. And then I was, up for a Bradley Cooper film. I was up for, you know, Hacks. I was yeah. up for, um, God, I was called back on Station 19 like a million yeah. times. You know, different, and, I, and all these things start to come in a different way and I'm wow. starting to compete in a different way. So if you're out there and you're an artist and you want to do that, you have to say no to the things that are that are not gonna uh, bring you to the next place and that you don't feel right about. That's the think? key, oh, yeah. that's the key, that you don't feel right about. Some that's guy right. wanted me to wear a, play an art critic and wear a diaper. And I thought, why am I wearing a diaper? Oh, it's funny. I said, oh, God. well, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be Spike you. Lee or Martin Scorsese right. to make me wear a diaper right, on camera. Right. Well, it really, Tasteful diaper. Well, you said a, yes. lot, a lot of things. I just want to reemphasize. The one is like when Ed was talking about his job, it's clear you cannot move. You can't hang on to this that I don't really like, but it's safe. But I really want to go over there. I have to make it scary. The, yeah, that's have, what it is. It's really yes, scary. That's yeah. the scary. And, and it's, it's scary because you don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's like going into a show like Goliath. Bruce Stern, two time Academy Award right. nominee. You know, Oscar winner, you know, J.K. Simmons. Yes. Uh, uh, Haley Joe Osment from the Sixth Sense, Oscar nominee. I mean, these are Billy Bob Thornton, Oscar winner, right. one of the top in his field. Yeah. You know, you're going up for shows like that and you're working with those kind of people. It's really like that's, you wow. know, you got to hold on, like Charlton yeah. Heston and yeah. Ben Hur. You're holding on to the yeah. little thing while you go through right. that. And then you got to say, am I worthy of doing this? Yes. Can I hold my own with these people? Yes. yes. But don't you find when you step into it, this ability rises up that it you didn't does, and I'm going to tell you, you something else too. Sometimes you're in that place and you make mistakes. Yeah, uh, the director gave me a, a, an adjustment, and I and I forgot the line, and then I did it, and he said, "Do it again," and I forgot it again, and I said, "Oh, forgive me." And J.K. Simmons says, "Jason, you're only here for one day. Don't worry." 
Mm-hmm. And then the love came. Oh yeah, and then I was able, and then I did. The, I said, "Can I start from the beginning of the scene and do that and work my way?" He said, "Yes," because he ch- had me change the timbre of what I was doing in the scene, and and I nailed it. And then I said to him after I said, "God, you know, uh, oh, I'm sorry I did that." He said, "Jason, we're not going to use the tape where you you made the mistake. Right? <laughs> we're going to use the one where you nailed it." Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's and that's you know because I forgot. Right. I forgot that I'm just here working. That's you know, right. We're, we're, we're just right. working. That's right. That's now, right. Everything doesn't have to be perfect all That's the time. Right. That's right. You know. I got to say, there's an actress. I can't remember her name. This older actress. She's in everything as a character actor. She's got to be at least My favorite 80, people. 80 now. And you know what she said recently? Well, I just what's, heard what, tell, Who was... Do you remember? I wish I could remember. remember what I she was in? Nancy. Her first name's Nancy. And what she's was she older. In? I can't remember. Okay. She's everywhere. Well, share okay. the thing. Maybe it'll pop up. Okay. So just the other night, we were, there were people talking, and she says, you know what I do when I screw up like this? She, she goes like this. She goes, nowadays, uh, this is what I do. I go, Nancy, I'm so happy you screwed up and made that mistake. <laughs> I'm so happy you're yeah. stepping out and doing these things. Yeah, Risking. Good on you. Yeah, good yeah. on you. Dude, can I, I got to share this because... Uh, this is really helping me with like my my process with relating to my work because after I, I, I facilitated this big meeting, I'm on this diversity. Oh, equity. I'm sorry, I'm a sh- your time's up now. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm so, a shrink. No, no, I shared more openly and boldly with the staff than I ever have, right? And then from within me, the most like critical voice that I hadn't heard since I was like a little kid was telling me, "You should never do that again." You're like, you did so, it was, it's like this toxin like came up to the surface. You should have kept your head down. I did exactly what I've been saying I want to do. It's just, I want to use my voice more now. I want to, I want to be up on stages telling people this education system is not even going to exist in 10, I've, uh, 10 years. I want I've been saying these bold things. I did it. And then this voice was so critical. Like I felt like hell afterwards, but I, you know, I meditated, I reflected on it and, and let it go. But it was amazing how that, like that, because it, when you were saying, the thing that's been coming up, it's like when I'm doing my thing, I know it. I know yes. I'm really good at it. But to step out and say and trust that I, I'm going to be able to deliver in a bigger way and to actually do it. Yeah. Like I feel those old voices like coming up. I told me. you before when we were sitting out there, yeah. and I was eating that terrible breakfast sandwich you bought for me. Um, <laughs> I I was thinking I was sitting there and I was saying I said I, I went to the I did a show at the Improv yeah. in Hollywood recently I thought oh god why am I driving all the way there there's all the kids are half my age well yeah. let them know how far you're driving I, I live in Palm Springs it's around two hours two hour drive yeah and uh, but I come in and I do other things I see friends and I go to meetings and stuff like that so I always make the day yeah uh, fun but I think oh why am I doing this you know anymore you know yeah coming in to do this. And, uh, you know, as I said, all, all the comedians were half my age and they're all doing, you know, shit and fucking piss jokes and right. all that kind of stuff that, yeah. I, that I don't do. And they're all sort of hip and cool and wearing their little outfits and, yeah. they're, and, they're, and they're pretty. And uh, some of them I want to see naked. And, right. um, and they're doing their shows. And I'm at the end because I'm supposedly the well-known guy. Great. So that's when everybody gets tired right. on a school night. And I'm thinking, oh, God, by the time they get to me, they're all half is going to walk out. Yeah. And then I did one of the best sets I've done in the last year. Yeah. And I thought, wow. you know. And then my one of my friends had come to see me. And, and I said, what would you think? And she said, oh, God, I, I, I feel so weird saying this out loud. She said, it's like you got on stage and said, this is how you do it. Wow. And I'm going to remember that. 
Yeah. On the days that I feel so, you know, because you get beat up. Yeah, but that was the real. You get beat up by this business a lot because there's a lot of people that um, can only see things, you know, in a very limited way. I really relate. And then I met this manager that I might be working with. And, you know, it's a new manager. So that uh, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, and it gave me a shot. That's so cool. But that was the real you that got out there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just went in there and said how I feel. Yes. But it's, but it's, it's also really hard, you know, to, it's like when you get ready to do your class, you have to put yourself in a mindset. Yes. And then I realizing, I'm realizing as an actor, when I was doing Birth of a Nation, when I was doing The Immortal, when I was doing, I'm trying to think of a movie, when I did Love, when I for Judd Apatow, when I'm doing certain things, and I allowed myself yes. the focus. Yes. And the, like you talked about all the other stuff. Yeah. Didn't allow it. Yes. yes. And just sat there. And, and, and sometimes people want to talk to you on the set. Yeah. And sometimes I can't. Yeah. And people say, oh, you know, like Christian Bale blew up on a set once. Right. And I, and I don't, at all say it's okay that he did that but i understand why he yeah, did yeah because what you do is so hard right and the focus to the make mindset. it look that easy yeah people forget that he's a human being that's right i was in a movie with faye dunaway once oscar winner you know just emmy winner everything and she has quite a reputation right this was probably around 15 18 years ago and i was so excited to be in a movie with someone that yeah iconic and I played a talk show uh, host that um, sort of uh, gets her, you know, mm. have a gotcha moment with mm. you kind of thing mm. with her, with her, with her character. And she played this older woman who was whose son who had killed her ex-husband by accident, right. or her late husband. And I went over and I said, "Hi, you know, how yeah. are you?" And she, I said, "Is there anything I can do for you, Faye?" While we're doing, he said, "No, let's just do the lines." And I did the lines with her, and she completely changed. And she was so warm and she saw that I was going to be there for her because yeah. I showed up and did my job and did my work. It was the first time I, I knew that. Oh, that's so sweet. And then we did the scene. And then while we were doing her coverage, that means her part of the camera, yeah. she said, you're in my, we have to stop. He's in my eye line. You have to move. And that sounds very like, don't look at me. Right, right. And people don't even understand what that means. That means she had to cry in that scene. Uh, there was this moment of emotion and she couldn't have somebody walk. She had to have a private moment. Right. So it, and it's very oh, hard to yeah. do. And by, by her doing that, I learned, oh, I could say, hey, I need this to do this scene. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're a jerk. No. For being, no. He, he didn't know. No, I hear that. You know, he didn't know that. And I learned so much from her. Yeah. In that moment of how to, how to do that. Because, yeah. You know, I was on the Drew Carey show in the 90s and Drew was an old comedy friend of mine and I was so nervous. I had not done a guest star on a show since I I was 19. My first job was a guest star on a sitcom and then I hadn't done one for like, Mm. oh God, 20 years. It was so hard for me to get work. And he gave me this job. He called him and said they fired somebody who couldn't do it and they they hired me to uh, replace him. I was so nervous on that show Uh. and I didn't, know certain things. I played the manager of a department store uh-huh. and they were having this contest in the department store where they would use um, items in the, uh, uh, like a, I don't know, like a, a vacuum va- vacuum running or relay race and all sort of sports things with household items. And I thought, oh, that must be a real thing. And I was so nuts and so crazy. Right. I thought, I don't even know what this is. I couldn't l- remember my lines because uh-huh. I didn't understand what it was. And I, and I was afraid to ask any questions. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was wrong. Oh. I went to a friend's house. I asked her support. I learned it. 
Da, da, da. I came in, I kicked ass, I left. But I, but I was so, I made myself so crazy. Yes. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm never, whenever I talk to people, because I coach people now too, and I always say, you know, ask questions. Yes. It's okay to ask a yes. question. It's okay you're not perfect, that right. you don't know everything. Yeah. You know, the day after I spoke, because I, I knew, I've been practicing, I have a master's in spiritual psychology. I went to school, I got these tools. I've learned all this stuff from these readings. I knew what was going on. It's like bringing up all the old shit that I was trying to you know, get. So I came to work and I said, you know what? I'm not even going to sit in my car and listen to the voice that thinks everyone's looking at me because of what I said. I said, no, I'm letting that go. And I kept blessing yeah. it. I kept blessing it because there's a lot of like forlorn looking people in a school. Like they, they carry a lot of weight. When I beat myself up, I think that it's because of me. But yes. this today, I was like, no, that can't be. That can't be. They, as soon as I really let it go, I walked into the staff lounge and a woman came to me and said, that was so positive what you said yesterday. Thank you so much. That was the most loving thing I've heard from anyone in so long and we needed to hear it. And then the other lady who was on the committee sent out this video of this educator, this TED Talk that said, every student needs a champion. And she said, did you see that video? That's you. I sent that because that's you. Wow. Like, as soon as I let go and just, I was, because I know if I'm going to share what I got to share, I have to trust myself. Kind of like, was it Faye Dunaway you were talking about? Yeah. I have to trust that I've been doing this a long time. Get out of my way. This is what needs yes. to come through. But, but, not, but she, maybe she, there's another way to do it. I, I have to trust, not get out of my way. Hey, I'm doing my work now. You no, know, I agree. I need. No, I, I need to do my, you don't. We don't. You never have to be mean to anybody. No, else. but you can say some people don't stop. I was right. in another movie where the woman, the assistant, yeah, gal yeah, would course. not stop. I said, "Hey, I need to be alone right. to do this part." Right. You know, for me, it's more the voices in my head yes. that I got to be like, "Please step aside. I know what I'm doing." Right. Because yes. at the meeting, I wasn't. I was really listening and. But my mind started going, who are you to do that? Yes. You know, who are you? Oh, of course. Yeah. I do that all the time yeah. still. I call it, it's like that cartoon when we were kids where the, the air goes in, one ear and comes out. Yeah. The other. That's what I think. And I call it first thought. Mm-hmm. First thought means nothing most of the time. It's usually the wreckage of my past. And if it's, mm. if it's hysterical, it's historical. Mm. You know? Yeah. I love that. So... Well, we got to wrap up soon. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother reading the terrible joke we had because for our other guests, thank God we have like. I've Thank been, you. Look what I did. You don't have to hear a terrible joke you, because of me. Can you lay a joke on us? Uh, two Jews. Oh wait, a joke? Yeah. yeah. Uh, two Jews walked into a bar. Oh, it was me and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> All it. right, you can't top that. Oh. Can you share where, about your book a little bit? Let people yes. I, have a, I have an autobiography. It's called Shut Up, I'm Talking. Uh-huh. And uh, where did I get the title? Okay, I'll tell you. So the publisher called me and said, you cannot call the book I'm Not Barbara Streisand. I wanted that to be the name of the book because right. I had the first chapter is called Simply Barbara. And it tells the story of when I saw Funny Girl when I was a kid and how it changed my life. Yes. And how I saw a woman who looked like she grew up in my neighborhood, who was Jewish, who was funny on the outside, sad on the inside. She was yeah. in love with Omar Sharif. I was in love with Omar Sharif. And then I thought, oh my God, if I'm in love with Omar Sharif, who am I to be? Barbara Streisand. So it completely screwed me up. Yeah. But it also gave me a place of who I, who I was a yeah. little. Yeah. And I want, so she meant a lot to me as a kid. She was like the Lady Gaga of her time. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to call, and he calls me, the publisher calls me and says, you can't do that, they're gonna sue us. She's got a book coming out. I said, no, no, it's gonna be great. Yeah. Can't get, I said, oh, yeah. publicity is good publicity. He said, no, no, no. So I called my mother on the phone. I said, Ma, they won't let me use my title. What am I gonna do? She says, I don't know. I said, Ma, please, please t- shut up, I'm talking. 
That's the name. Wow. That's how miracles Funniest happen. thing. Yes. Right it's my life story. And in the, the subtitle is coming out in Hollywood, making it to the middle. And how to, you know, how to, how to, how I survived in show business. And it's not just about show business. It's also about uh, being different. Yes. And what it's like to uh, show up, suit up. Uh, to uh, dealing with a father who was a Holocaust yeah. survivor, dealing with a mother who got married yeah. really young and pregnant at, you know, seventeen, yeah. and yeah, it's all, like my mom. All, all the stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. And it and it and it, it ends with uh, how a you know liberal gay Jew could get a part in a movie yeah. called The Birth of a Nation as a white playing a white heterosexual yeah. Christian plantation owner in 18, 1831. How if you work really hard, you know, sometimes wonderful things happen. Yeah. What's amazing is by you stepping out so boldly, you're going to end up being the one who leads all the people who uh, thought it wise to push people to the side. They're eventually going to have to figure out who they are too. We're all going to have to do it, and you're leading the way for <laughs> Well, I'm everyone. hoping. I'm hoping. You know, they say when you break the ground, do you get to walk on it? Well, I'm going to. Yeah, man. Yeah. And we appreciate you coming in. Thank sharing you. Sharing all this amazing energy. Maybe we should kick him out and wrap up the show, man. You know, yes. want to do our three breaths? He'll love our three oh, breaths. Oh, yeah. You can breathe with us. We do three healing breaths. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to know these three breaths. Okay. Hold you, on. Why don't you do the first one? Okay. I want to do the first one. Now, how about we're going to do three? You do the first one. Then let's just do the third, second and third. Oh, together. make up your mind, for God's sake. We're changing things for you, buddy, because <laughs> yeah. we love you so much. <laughs> well, yeah, because I grew up in New Jersey. Going Hold on, my Bronx. mother and my sister, my mother and my sister, I'm faded away in well, Chinatown. Wait. No wire hangers, Listen, let's move on. You <laughs> love Barbara Streisand. This is the lady Broadway show actress that got me excited. Another person you don't remember? No, I remember this okay. one. Who is it? I, I'm, you're I'm, you're, you're going to have to listen first. <laughs> okay, go we'll ahead. Do the big reveal go, at the go end. Ahead, Ready? Go ahead. You, go ahead. Sometimes you have a spit take. I just banged the back of my head on the wall. It's okay. You'll still laugh. be the same person you are before. <laughs> okay. Are, are you guys ready? I don't know who I've been I ready since more. the 70s. <laughs> okay. Take a deep clean, cleansing breath. You ready? Okay, take a breath. I almost called him Peter. What's his name? What's your name again? Uh, Jay Sue. Uh, okay. Ah, <laughs> come on, honest. Okay, I'll be swell. I'll oh. be great. Gonna have the whole world on a plate. Ah, you want to take this one? Everything's coming up roses. I'll be swell. I'll be great. Gonna have the whole world on a plate. Ah, starting here, here starting, starting now, now. Every everyone's coming up roses. I'm going to tell you something. Somebody did a whole night in Palm Springs about her. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I wanted to say, Ethel Merman, stop screaming. Ethel Merman. <laughs> and she sang the same three songs on every show. There's, uh, uh, I could do it better than you. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, show business. Any? Oh, there's no business, business like show business. There's no business <laughs> I know. And then, and then what's the other one? The other one is anything, anything you, you can, can do, do I, I can, can do, do better. better. Anything you can do, I can do best. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that was. Wrong. I can do anything better than, than you. you. I have to tell you, I didn't like her. 
<laughs> she drove me crazy. I don't know. I think the reason she was such a big star is because she had such a big voice and they didn't have microphones then. That's why. That's true. So people was going to get really mad that I'm not a big Ethel Merman fan. But uh, she certainly was talented, you know, but everything, you know. She actually had a disco album of her own. Oh, life. no, that was horrible. Was I was just, alive during that. It was frightening. Yeah, that was. And then, why then, did they then, do then that she to was her. in the uh, airplane movie and she played herself as a drag queen. <laughs> Remember? Oh, I didn't. I oh forgot my God. that. Yeah, and she started singing. I'll be great. I'll be swell, or whatever it is. So, oh my goodness. Well, why don't we just do this? What? Thank you for being a part of funniest thing with Daryl and Ed, Jason Stewart, live from Chobo Studios. Let's just sing in this little, this one little verse. Oh wait, right can here. I say one more thing? Before yeah. You know? If it. anybody wants to get a hold of me, just go to jasonstewart.com, S-T-U-A-R-T, and you can contact. It's a very me. lovely website. Oh, thank you. Yeah, not every website is. Yours is. Wow, thanks. So go there. Yeah, please. And I have all my social media is there, and I'd love to hear from all of you. And I do return all of my own stuff. That's amazing. The, all the the most professional people that we have ever reached out to get back uh, they, to us they, right they away. They handle their stuff. They get back right yeah. away. Well, because Ethel would. That's yeah. right. How about this? Stepping out with my baby. baby. Can't, Can't go, go wrong because I'm in right. It's for sure, sure not, not for maybe. That I'm all blessed up tonight. Woo! Okay. Jason Stewart. Thank you. Let's never have them do that again. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.